Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm good. Let's talk about color. For a girl who wears an awful lot of black, I'm very excited about color today. (laughs) I wear a lot of gray. Yeah, you do. But I really like pops of color. I also really like rainbows. That's true. And rainbow order. Rainbow order. I know this about you. Rainbow order makes me really happy. Okay, so... I want to start out with this quote from this book that I got. It's like this huge ass book. It is called The Secret Language of Color. Nice. You have to show that in after chatter later. I know. It is awesome. (laughs) Okay. So anyone who claims to be an expert on color is a liar. A true expert would have to be fluent in physics, chemistry, astronomy, optics, neuroscience, geology, botany, zoology, human biology, linguistics, sociology, anthropology, art history, and cartography, and the list goes on and on. So, we're going to talk about color today, (laughs) and we know nothing, so that should be a fun conversation. Nice. Let's talk first about... I want to know why this episode... Why this episode? Yeah. Great topic. We've kind of talked about it before in Crafty Ass Madness. Like, we have touched on this before in terms of, like, crafting and color and a part of Crafty Ass Females' lives because we choose it. But, like, out of the blue, you're like, we're going to do an episode on color. You know I'm down for anything. But, yeah. One, because in the Awesome Ladies Project, during Book of Me, I have a month on color this month in February and I wanted to come on the show today and have a conversation with you because you're one of my favorite persons to have a conversation with I got you and talk about you know sure we could talk about all the stuff about the language of color and how color is you know you know primary colors and secondary colors I want to talk to you about a couple of cool things that I learned in the book okay but I want to have a conversation with you about how we use color yeah and how color appears in our projects and how the colors that we use change seasonally i like i want to have a conversation about how you and i use color as creatives i love it because who has a chance to do that this is so fun right and i think <laughs> this is what like, i live for yes right we, when we started out the show, we found out that we were having conversations out loud that we had been having in our heads the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, most of our listeners are having those conversations in their heads with us while they listen to the show. Mm-hmm. And so one of my main objectives with this episode is hopefully our listeners will be able to learn some stuff about themselves and the colors that they love as creatives too. I love that. 
I know, because okay. we will definitely learn some stuff about <laughs> our colors by the end of the show. Yeah. So I'm excited to dive in. I'm excited to dive in. Yeah. A lot, I'm a teacher now, and all the kids are always like, Miss Ampelli, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? And for years, ever since I was a teacher, I never wanted to an answer. I mean, I have colors I prefer more so than others. But at any given point, my favorite for the day changes. I tell them all the time, my answer always is, every day I wake up, it's a new answer. Like, you have to, like, when you ask me every time, like, it usually stays in the realm of, like, six different colors, right? But I, I don't have one favorite, I think. It's so good that I'm not a teacher because I would be like black. I want to dress like Billie Eilish all the time. I mean, black's one of one of the common ones that I say, right? and I, feel. I know black, gray, black, white, gray. Well, the other the other thing is then it's like neon pink, hot pink, highlighter yellow. Yeah. Yeah. The book was like, you probably can't name 20 colors. And I was like, mm, just thought <laughs> You of never had my Crayola my box growing up. <laughs> but like when I think color, like Ryan, you just said that. Like I knew every color in that 100 Crayola box. Was it 100? I know it was 64 growing up, the 64 one. Magnolia, Cerulean, like all the weird ones. I knew like, like they were my good old Denim. friends denim yeah wasn't blue wasn't royal blue it was denim <laughs> what it, you know what i loved about the denim is that like it because of the fact that it was a crayon it looked more like denim <laughs> yeah. because of the texture that you right yeah. exactly and like i always i never i don't love crayons because of the texture <laughs> but because of the texture it looks so much more like jeans Crayons were my thing growing up, and I knew every color. Like, I knew them, and I used to, you know, I don't know, very selective with my choices. Like, from a very early age, I was choosing color and working with color, and yeah. Well, and I think that that's a very personal thing, because color is, it's something we surround ourselves with. The things we wear, the things we put in our house, the types of supplies that we use. And as a child, sometimes the color of the crayon you pick is the only choice you get to make all day. Right. <laughs> like, Even so if you only have eight of them. It feels monumental, right? It's like, I want blue! <laughs> like, yeah. And so, okay, let's talk first about the supplies that you use. How do you choose colors when you're picking supplies? Well, my most recent projects are December Daily, which is still a work in progress. My passion planner, which I do work on a spread every week, right? So my supplies are kind of my supplies kind of limits me like I like there's a I have stickers that are a bunch of colors but only like eight pen colors I could go crazy and in the past I've gone crazy and had like 36 but they're all shades of the same thing right so like or like lately with my planner it's been the mild liners I've been really attracted to softer palettes 
So I love that the mild liners have gray. I love that they have that mint and a bunch of different light pink. So so I'll choose a color palette. Like I, how I usually do my planner is I'll pick one sticker that I want to theme up the week, one really good one. And whatever color is in that sticker, the mild liners help me carry it through. And then I'll fill in the colors of the spaces as as matches that. So it really has been because of my mild liners and then in the terms of my December daily, black and white is always my base. I'm always black, whiting, and gray and neutraling the base of it and then adding colors later. And it's almost always a mint or a, like a salmon. Salmon's been my my online color of choice, like if my branding color if you want to say that, but like I just gravitate toward the way that our girl Julie gravitates toward purple. <laughs> it just, I, black and white always, gray pops always, and then salmon, like this peachy pink I've been drawn to as of late. But it always well, that's changes. what I was going to ask you. Has this softer tones, they haven't necessarily always been your tones of choice right and i don't even want to say colors of choice because you know we can talk about tones we can talk about hues we can talk about all these different things because like i just said you know in the name 20 colors challenge which maybe we'll have people do fun which i just want to be like have a blank piece of paper write down all the colors Mm -hmm. i like pink but there's like 15 different pinks that <laughs> yeah. I could use. Right. And so you said that you have been gravitating towards softer tones recently. Do you have any insight to why that is? And like, is it because it's in your planner or? Well, it's so funny you mentioned this because like I always talk about this podcast and how different aspects line up. Like with this podcast, it's, what are we, 115 episodes and it's still happening? Like, but anyway, I posted today, the day that we're talking about this and having this conversation, I posted my collection I did with We Are Memory Keepers, the love notes. I did two collections with We Are Memory Keepers. So it was It Factor, which, which, that one, and then Love Notes. And It Factor was the first one. And it was literally... I said this before, but like the flush of everything I had in me creatively to make, like coming to life. And that was the neon green, the neon yellow, the neon pink, the dark black, the hard contrast. And once that was out of me, like once I saw it on the paper and it was in life, it was, we talked about this in the past, I think in my story episode, but like right away I had a, as soon as that one like finished, sent that in to We Are Memory Keepers, they had me start on the next one. And I don't think I was, I know for a fact, I wasn't able to duplicate the same palette. I sh- couldn't have, I shouldn't have. And it wasn't coming out of me anymore. It was like I got it all out. And so with Love Notes, if you see that, I'll link it in the show notes, but it was softer than I had ever done. And it was a combination of colors. Like I looked at it today, like five years later going like, that was never my thing. And then with that line, it kind of worked it into me. But if you knew how, how much of a struggle getting that next line out was like, I pulled that from, I don't even know where 
I don't know those colors. I don't know. But I was looking at the ombre fence paper from it, and it's the it's the orange molded into pink that the crafty ass logo is now. You know what I mean? Like it's I see things from that line that still I pull from today like subconsciously so I think that was the initial transition like very early in my crafting life I was into these brights and all that and then out came this line that I didn't even know how I got it out and it kind of turned me on my head up to what I preferred sort of does that make sense it makes a ton of sense and I think that that's really I love how you're talking about it because when we think about what our colors are now, and then we go back a little at a time, we see our color story unfold. Yeah, true. And I love, this is why I love scrapbooking. And this is why I love that we make things like mini books and art journals and all sorts of different things. Because the things that we make are part of our color story. Mm -hmm. And we can look back and say, oh, I made a ton of pages using white space, but I put little drops of, you know, yellow and pink and all sorts of things on my pages. And that I did in, you know, uh, 2000, what year? It's 2020. So I did that, you know, like eight years ago or seven years ago, you know, over a span of two or three years. And then you can see how your style gradually changes. But within your style, you have your color style. Yeah. And all of that is part of your story. Even if you're not telling, today I went to the supermarket, and this week we went to Disney, and this this time I did this. You don't have to be telling, I did this stories, and using pictures of your face to tell your story. Just the colors that you use and how that changes over time is a huge part of your story. And don't you find that, like, color is a choice for sure, but it's a feeling bef way before it's a choice. Oh, like yeah. it's, it's an intuitive feeling before you make the choice, I feel like. And when it's... Well, and, and afterwards, too. Because you can choose, like, oh, I want to choose this paper. And you go to put it down and you're like, mm, that doesn't feel right. Right. And, it, and I feel like your color story evolves, like you're saying, because you're out in the world experiencing feelings from all the colors around you all the time anyway. And like uh, what's what's popular in home decor, let's say, for me is a big factor into what I put in my crafts. Like I, if I feel good in a room, I think the colors in the room kind of stick to me and then flow out my hands when I make stuff. Yes. And... You've watched The Sopranos, right? Mm -hmm. Still in Carmella's the middle of season three, but yeah. But Carmela's <laughs> house? Yeah. Those, I mean, her house is perfect. Her house is, it is New Jersey 1999 personified. Me and Tom make fun because she goes, my house, my house. And she gives she gives it two syllables, house. She goes, you're not going to do that in my house. <laughs> the anyway. pedestals that she has in right. her bedroom <laughs> yeah. I just I feel so <laughs> they just they transport me yeah. back home to I mean it's not like I grew up in a house with pedestals and bedrooms <laughs> but I, you know 
the color story that is told through her house is these these peaches and these corals and these marbles and things like that that can immediately transform you back to a place when i was doing research on color and storytelling everyone was all about this color makes you feel this and this color makes you feel this and i started seeing yellow taxi cabs and new york city and then i immediately thought of Carmela Soprano's house because <laughs> if you have not seen The Sopranos it is very much a period piece set in 1999 early 2000s New Jersey and I think it's the same for all period pieces like you know go watch one on like go watch The Crown that's another period piece and the color stories that they use are that makes you feel things so yeah just passionately this is us did it too whenever they flash back to the 60s 70s with the kids in the past it was very warm very yellow and very red and then when they do anything in the present it's clear and and blues and yeah this, this is, is the same for little women when they did a uh, they're two different timelines the 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 filters were different mm -hmm. and i think this is a really fun way that you can play around with your own photos mm -hmm. change the colors like this is what you're doing for your pieces of us yeah. you are going black and white because you love black and white yeah which but is again part of your color story yeah it was a very intuitive it was very, it was in my mind already. I didn't even make the choice. It was just in my mind to do it like that. And yeah, I wanted them well, to look uniform. That's how you saw mm -hmm. the story coming to life. Yeah. Yeah. Which just makes sense. And again, gross New York City winter weather. And like, why even put yourself through the stress of dealing with that when you know that you can just make them you with black and white yeah and since your color story is black and white already it's not like you're fighting against the grain here you're embracing part of what your story is already telling you yeah and i think that's the kind of interweaving that color has when you've worked with color for so long in a creative way that then without even thinking about it, my thinking of the project, my body knows what color it needs to be. It's like, oh, you've done this before and you know what, you know what, how you're picturing it and you know what it needs to be. I did um, a link to it too, which is interesting. I did, this is reminding me of the same type of feeling that happened when I had the idea for this. I did the, what was it? It was two years ago, 30 days of lists in March. And I did it all mint black and white. And I don't know why, but like, it was like, for some reason, mint black and white was just what I had working. I think it's because my album was mint. So I said, I'm going to tone it just this green and mint. And, and it was easy for me not to have to pick anything else. But I knew going into it, this is what we're going to do because this is what I have and this is what we're going to make. So I'll link to that too. But that was interesting too, that whole exploration of like different tones and, and looking for supplies and cards that matched that color. And that's how that got done too without so many 
you know, colors to choose from or so many um, supplies. I knew what I was hunting for, so I, it was easy to, or to finish and grab. But it, I'm, I'm talking about how I knew that I wanted to craft that project, and then the color scheme worked its way in because I knew what I wanted to do with the project. Yeah, and I think that sometimes when we put ourselves into boxes like that, they work out both in fun ways and they also teach us things. Yeah. Because one, your project turned out amazing and it was gorgeous so and my it's favorites. like really fun. Two, it's fun to spend some time like digging through your stuff. It's fun to spend some time looking for all the things that are a certain color. And when you have a project like that, it can get you to, like, use up those things that you've been saving. And three, when you put time and effort into a project like that, you're going to get not only creative returns, like, you know, tangible, you made a cool thing, but you're going to learn. You're just going to learn. Yeah. About the project, about yourself, about you know, how to add this weird mint green thing to this page. Yeah. And, like, I feel like when you limit the color scheme of, of a limited project, right, when you're not dragging the project long, but you know that it's, like, for this period of time, I'm going to use these colors. Just like our one little word, for a year you sit with this word. After the year's over, the word still lingers because you know that it was with you. So I feel that about color. I feel like that mint is now in my arsenal because I got so familiar with that mint and that project. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, there's also that. It's like experimenting with limited color so that then you'll be able to say that color's in your arsenal to then expand it and use it later on. Right, and you know what it's good with and you know what it's mm -hmm. not good with and, and you have like, like experience with it. Yeah, which is why I think you end up seeing like people, creative people, repeating colors because they've done enough projects that they've worked that into their arsenal. Now it's a part of what they always pull from. And then like this whole conversation is making me think of Pinterest because Pinterest is a very visual space and you are constantly pinning separate images that then become a big collection of images and then when you see that visual big collection you can probably see what you were intuitively picking out anyway too right and then you can spot patterns right and you can see like oh okay and inside the pattern you can be like oh okay well this is what i like about the pattern and then and other times that i think that is really fun about pinterest and making vision boards you can spot the the odd thing out and be like, well, why doesn't this fit? Yeah. And maybe it's because it didn't really fit there in the first place. Mm. Or other reasons can be like, oh, well, I like this for a completely different reason and it actually belongs over here. Mm -hmm. And that can be one of those really good, again, I'm gonna, just going to talk about learning because this is one of those episodes where I think, I mean, I learned a ton of stuff. And... It's one of those valuable things where you're going to learn if you do something correctly and you're going to learn if you do something incorrectly. Right. It's just a matter of showing up. Yeah. And 
there are so many fun ways of experimenting with color. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I'm not, I, I don't know. I learned some cool things today. So normally we learn that the color wheel is made up of the primary colors that are red, yellow, blue. And our secondary colors are yellow, green, and purple. When you're dealing with light and also computers, this is not the case. So the colors on the computer are red, green, and blue. Okay. Which Those are the primaries if, on the computer? Yeah. And so okay. if you've ever done like hex on the computer, if you've ever done like color matching on the computer, if you've ever gone into anything, you'll see the RGB on the computer. Right. That's red, green, blue. So your red value, your green value, your blue value. I've seen those before. Right. Never put that together, <laughs> that those are supposed to be like the primary colors. Right. Cool. Who knew? So. Graphic designers know, but we had to be taught it, too. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. So, so this, is, this is something that I learned today. So that means the secondary colors are yellow, cyan, and magenta. Which are the printer colors? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? I know. I don't get it either. But I know CMYK is print and RGB is light and screen and web. Yeah. Okay. But hold on. So you take the, the primary colors for the printer are red, green, and blue. And then when you take the secondary colors from that, you get the colors for the printer? That's that like blew my freaking mind. Yeah. What? Like, did they oh, tell you no. why? Is is it because the the mixing of those with the ink is what produces like every color in the whole world? Right. On printers, okay. So like, so like, why don't we just use those for watercolors or the uh, like? What what's the deal? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Somebody tell me. Somebody please write into the show. <laughs> at whatever writing implement you have um, and tell me why we don't watercolor with cyan, magenta, and yellow. Please. Is that going to affect your choo choosing of color moving forward or you just felt like it was a fun fact? I have no idea. I mean, I'm just going to continue to play with all of the colors right. moving forward. Right. But like, yes, I would love to know. I mean, I'm going to, yes, m my goal is to absolutely play with some cyan yellow and magenta watercolors <laughs> and see what's up yeah um because that that's crazy i mean if the cyan the yellow and the magenta printer inks make all of the colors then i feel like maybe some cyan yellow and magenta watercolors are gonna make some really pretty colors too <laughs> i mean in my opinion yeah cyan yellow and magenta are some of the prettiest colors right and when you mix them they also make some of the prettiest colors yeah. so i feel like i should just roll with it right, <laughs> right? i mean yeah it, it's good to experiment a lot of this conversation too i'm thinking of the word like applying color like i don't yes. <laughs> me get like crazy because sometimes and i well i'm not gonna get off that too so sometimes I'll pick, I, I'm thinking of this with clothing, which is a big way I express color, although most of my clothing is black, so that's what I choose. 
But I'm also thinking about this with makeup. And I'm makeup. in no way, in no way a makeup guru. I am, you know, I have my set routine and that's it. But I think of it with lip color. Like I usually like to play with lip color. But in the past, like I've picked up a red that I've thought has been beautiful. But when I apply it to my face and it matches my pigment or not, like it just is wrong. So I've been well, thinking a lot I, about this with applying. The word so applying. So I'm the same way with, with eye color. Mm. And I feel like I am very fortunate because I have bizarrely colored eyes that are between green and gray. Okay. So I can, I get to use nice colors like gold. Like I can be very fortunate to just wear gold glitter on my eyes and not seem like a total freak. <laughs> right. And purple, I can wear purple eyeshadow because purple and green. I can wear green eyeshadow. I watched Tiffany Haddish's uh, stand-up on Netflix, and she has this glittery blue, and it looks so good on her pigment. And I'm like, if I put that on. <laughs> right. I, like, blues don't look very good on me. Um... I like reds no that like that's not gonna look good on me but it's amazing how things that look right playing with color applied color and like that's why I love eyeshadow because it's just paint for your face yeah yeah but it happens too in scrapbooking we're like I'll pick up this what was it used to be in the old days? Like Studio Calico's wood grains, like this brown wood grain. And I'm, you know, and I love the paper, but once I applied anything to it, I was like, it just looked like, uh, I don't know. Like it just looked like dirt. Like it just, it's once you apply sometimes. And I find that in home decor too. Like my sister's very good at application. She sees a piece and she knows where to apply it. I see a piece and I go, I like this piece. And then I don't know. I mess up on where I place it. So I think color also ties into application. Well, I have the next thing on my notes is using color yellow highlighter the way you want to in your projects. Right. And I think that we have, a lot of us can get really frustrated because, you know, we want to use quote-unquote green right. in our projects or quote-unquote me quote-unquote pink in our projects right but the problem is, is that we run into there are an infinite number of greens or an infinite number of pinks and you know 50 percent of them are going to look gar- like garbage with you know your photo right. or 50 percent of them are going to look like garbage with the brochure or the embellishments or whatever it is that you want to use right and like, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it just sucks. Yeah. And you have to figure out how to use color in the way that you want to. Like, what are, again, you know, we're going to go back to your values. What are your values in the way that you want a scrapbook? What What do you want? What do you want first and foremost? Do you want a page that's pink? Do you want projects that are pink? Do you want projects that are green? Or do you want projects that make you feel the way that you want to feel when you see pink things? Yeah. Now I'm thinking of the word clash because I'm thinking like that's a very intuitive feeling when you feel like something clashes. I feel like clash is a word 
that I can't think of being applied to anything else but color. And I think nobody, when they choose a color for a project, wants the feeling of clash. So then I think, is clash a universal thing? Is clash a is colors clashing a subjective thing? You know what? I, so now, now I'm on the clash trade. <laughs> I want to say clash trash because my period, Amanda. But right, so now I'm on the clash trade. Now, like what you're saying made me think of that. Like that's usually the problem with colors that you choose is the clashing. Sometimes I want. I love two colors and I want to work them in, but I feel like they clash. And I don't even really know what that means, but I feel it. <laughs> and I think that that's a big thing is that color, more than almost anything, evokes feeling. Mm -hmm. Words evoke feeling, sure. But words take up such a small amount of space for what they are. Mm -hmm. That color is there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to ignore color. It's hard to sidestep color. It's hard to, you know, stick your fingers in your ears and not, you know, you can close your eyes. But then you're not seeing the whole thing. Color makes you feel things. And when you put two colors next to each other that make you feel something that you don't like, it's very hard to ignore that. Mm -hmm. And so the only way you're going to like learn about that is to continue putting colors next to each other that make you feel things that you don't like. Yeah. And so one of the things that I was looking at um, while I was putting everything together about color was a bunch of people who create color journals and document the different colors that they come across whether it's people who take photographs and then color match or people who do watercolors and then create their own color palettes mm -hmm. or people who just spend time with a lot of color creating color journals i thought that this was a really great experience i kind of created a we'll call it a color notebook mm -hmm. and it was one of my worst failed experiences on the planet <laughs> oh yeah straight up why probably like because this is so this is my one of my biggest learning experiences i took a tn a regular standard tn notebook mm -hmm. and i started creating color collages with little ephemera uh washi tape little bits of washi tape little bits of things that i had and what i did was i got little rubber charms and i put them in the book using glue dots okay if you don't know you cannot put glue dots on rubber charms we've talked about this the anything on the rubber charms anything adhesive almost makes a reaction we've and talked about this it long time is ago. so disgusting <laughs> it's like it slimy so yeah it looks like you've poured you know you know what it looks like <laughs> it looks like if you've blotted your pizza with <laughs> a napkin yeah or like just literally poured olive oil on your 
project. And so I had so many cute circular rubber charms that I put in this book because they fit in perfectly. And... Oh my god, it was so I loved it so much. I loved these pages. It was such a good <laughs> the color. The first 30 collage. seconds of it. Oh no, cuz it took like 3 or 4 days, maybe even oh. a week. Cuz I made like the first 5 pages and I had no idea there was any problem. And then I like left the book for a week. And then it was a disgusting mess that looked like honestly like somebody had like just dropped <laughs> like maybe like left it under a pizza box or something. And it was just like this is tragic. But maybe it's time for me to make another color book. Yeah, but the color... See, I I was expecting a totally different ending to that story. I thought you were going to say, I mixed all these colors together or each page had a color and then that you as you were turning it like I'm just picturing you know how people do on Instagram like they take all their red objects and make like a a flat lay of red you've done that before right like a rainbow flat lay or something oh well Jen Perkins does it a lot I've seen it up with her but anyway I that's what I'm picturing on the page like so you took all your orange that's what I did on the page so I thought you were going to say the way that they mix and matched. I thought it was a problem with the color, but it was a problem with the supplies and the reaction. No, right. I made the most mm. beautiful art. I was so excited about the TNs. They were gorgeous. There might even be some on like my Instagram mm. all the way back because I took pictures of them because they were so cute and wonderful. And like these tiny little bits of ephemera that I got from right. in their red and pink and green and yellow, but ruined mm. because of chemicals thanks chemistry (laughs) oh man well i haven't seen many of them around so (laughs) the word must have got out i don't know oh geez but like that's something that you can really do like that's a great action item for you to like use up your stash like if you're doing daily pages with me take an extra you know five minutes one day and use up your pink items or use up your red items Mm -hmm. and like Make a collage on the daily page because we all have a lot of items that we could be using. You know, how many stickers do you have that are TBH never going to be used? Thousands. <laughs> I know, right? Yikes. And so, like, pick out all the red ones. Put them on a page. Yeah. And, like, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. And then next time you're going to make a page... If the page feels like that red page made you feel, use red. And, like, do it for the other colors. Yeah. And, like, journal about how the colors make you feel. And then you have studied the colors, and you know how those colors make you feel instead of relying on how, you know, the internet or some guy tells you how the colors are supposed to make you feel. You know how the colors make you feel. Julie's so great at this because she is a diehard purple person. And I've never seen anyone make purple work as well as she does. Like, she loves purple so much. She's such a good purple. I know. It goes with and her like, coloring. She also does a really good job of making purple look good. Right. I feel like anytime I use purple, it just looks forced. That's what I mean. Me too. Same. And, you know, it's funny because I feel like we all have these things. And, like, I love using pink. And I know a lot of other people, especially when it comes to, like, hot pink, neon pink, all of those other things, I know that other people feel like using hot pink and neon pink feels like way forced Mm -hmm. and so just like find your color and so use all of the colors until you feel one 
or two or five. I mean, because we talk about how like we are both into black and gray. Talk about how these colors make you feel, you know, like you. Yeah. They don't have to make you feel good. They don't have to make you feel bad. They don't have to make you feel something specific. Yeah. They just have to make you feel like you want to create. Yeah. I'm lying about the purple. The I, I had a purple moment. <laughs> I did, when I made planner strips, I did purple in May because the inspiration was the magnolia tree. So I was able to tie in that. So like, right, there was, I had a month where purple made so much sense. It was like a light lavender. Again, those mild, I tend to gravitate lately toward the mild tones. But now I think of purple, I think of May, like April, May, spring, magnolia tree. And then I could work with it. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like, if you love something in nature and your outward atmosphere or surroundings, you can apply it to a color or something. You could put the color on something that will work for you. That's so interesting because thinking about it now, I really like purple in the summer because we have amazing purple summer sunsets. Mm-hmm. And like I've never seen them before moving here. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, well, so this is how we find purple in nature. Yeah. Is these insane crazy sunsets here yeah and it's like okay i can i can work purple into that because then i also get it with like purple and orange right and it's like well oh okay purple and orange two colors that i never really want to use but here i see them and i want to use the purple and the orange and then pink and then blue right and it would (laughs) the blue shocks me i'm not a blue person but right just one picture of a good sunset with all those tones in it can work like if i put that in my memory planner then that whole week would have been orange and purple and navy even oh navy navy my uniform growing up was light blue and navy and i think that turned me off for life to navy but i've seen it (laughs) it's 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 i've seen it work so well with like a peachy pink like I've seen navy work like to be this sophisticated part of a palette but yeah I did a purple uh pinky Weber which we've had on the podcast too she sent us sex moji stickers and she I used the eggplant one in my planner and that dark purple with the eggplant see like in that case I was so excited for where the purple was and I was so excited for that sticker that purple made sense then you know, it's the application. It's like I applied it because the sticker and then it all feels intuitively good. Yeah, and I think that sometimes we can get caught up in what colors mean externally mm-hmm. that we don't give them a chance. Mm-hmm. And like purples and oranges, it's, you know, purple and orange immediately makes me think of like Halloween. Mm-hmm. And if you use them in a certain way, it can be very Halloween. And it's not like I don't like Halloween. But, but it's themey. Right. And if I'm not celebrating Halloween, then I don't want the Halloween look. Yeah. I want something else, like, you know, summer sunsets. And so certain shades of purple and certain shades of Halloween, especially if I'm, you know, got that black gray thing going on are going to make things look a certain way. And so if you're going to add colors to your general palette, general color situation, be aware of how they're going to look and, you know, change it up if you need to. Otherwise, you know, you might 
be like, why does my stuff look like so Halloween-y? <laughs> but, you know, you can change it. And I think, like, for things like this, these cases where we're talking about specific projects and specific things, come to other people for advice. You know, this is one of those things where you can post your stuff on Instagram stories and say, hey, I'm working on this project. Come over to the awesome ladies, you know, community. We have our whole crafty ass female free community for you to come and post your projects and be like, hey, I'm working on this thing. And, you know, I'm going for cool summer sunset, but it feels a little bit witchy Halloween. <laughs> or the like, or the other way around. I'm going for cool witchy Halloween and it feels too summer sunset. Yeah. What can I do? And don't worry, there will be people who have been there before or people who will say like, oh yeah, maybe that manufacturer's purple is too deep. Try this manufacturer's purple. Yeah. And you will have not known that because you have not been there before. Yeah. And that's when reaching out and having, you know, a community of friends is a really great thing. Because how are you supposed to know what every single manufacturer's list of purples looks like? Yeah. So, like, you're going to learn stuff on your own. You're going to learn stuff no matter how you go about your color journey. But also, you don't have to do it by yourself. You can just talk about it with us and with other people on Instagram, on our community forums. I think my favorite thing about this whole journey is making things, sharing things with other people, seeing the things that other people make, and then, like, repeat. True. And so, I love that we can see color in everything. I love that color is in, right, the color, you know, the clothes that we wear, the makeup that we get. All these different little places that we can be creative and you know you don't have to be a master color scrapbook planner you know genius you can do color however you want you can love color in your kitchen you can love color in your garden you know maybe you love growing flowers that are specific colors there's no like there's no wrong way to love color and to let color be a part of your story and I think we kind of get a little bit caught up sometimes in thinking like well these are my colors so I need to use these colors or you know these are the colors that are trendy so I should be using these colors uh -huh. or you know I don't like these colors so I shouldn't use these colors yeah and I think we also kind of get I know and I know I get caught up in this uh -huh. of you know, not wanting to use things because I think maybe it's not the right time to use them. Or I think maybe I'll find a better time to use them in the future. Or I think maybe I'll be able to make something better later on. And I want to kind of, I guess, like challenge everybody a little bit this week and put it out there. Because I'm, I'm going to try to challenge myself to spend the rest of February putting a little bit more effort into our color when we're making things like and that. say like oh you know right i really like this color or i'm gonna spend some time with the color red this week 
or you know today in my daily page I'm gonna collage with the color orange you know however you want to manifest yourself some extra color manifest it for this month that. You know, we've all got, yeah, we've all got other other things going on in our lives. I don't want to make this a, a really big challenge. Right. But, you know, however you can add some more color to your projects, or however you can connect with color a little bit more this month, I, I would love to, I would love to hear about it. So tag us on Instagram. Let us know how it's going. Let us know how you love color. Let us know what your favorite colors are right now. If they've always been your favorite color, I would love to know if you've always had one favorite color. That would be fun. If you've had favorite colors change. Do you have a favorite color for like clothes and then another favorite color for like scrapbook things and then another favorite color for something else? I want to know all these things. Tell me all the things. Let me know all the things. I want to know all of them. Come tell them to us at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftyassfemale free forums, free gallery for you to come and upload all your color projects, all that awesome stuff. And we're going to head over to After Chatter. I kind of want to show, I kind of want to see that book up close yeah. a little bit. What are you going to share? I kind of want to show you some of my color and my planner. I'll walk, yes. I'll just like show people, I pick the sticker and then how the colors come out. Because I have, color is big in my planner. You'll see when I I know. Flip. It's awesome. I love that way that your planner spreads have, like, a color. Yeah. And then it's not just, it's not one color, but it's, like, it's been it fun. has a color. It's been fun. And it's then, so good. Yeah, yeah. We'll look at it in After Chatter. It's amazing. Okay, so if you want to join us for After Chatter, you get to come and watch us hang out. We have another couple of minutes on the show. It is amazing. You will support the show. You help us pay for all of our bills. You pay for the hosting. You pay for the website. You pay for the things that help us post on social media. You pay for all the things that help us run this podcast and make amazing episodes and do cool things and help you run, help us run a small community and give you great content like this show. So if you want to support the show for $5 a month and help us bringing you great episodes like this one you can head over to craftyassfemale.com slash patreon and you can come watch this episode of the after chatter show which we will head over to right now and we'll be back next week with another great episode bye guys <laughs>